0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At his epiphany, when the wise men came from the East, followed the star, and found the child Jesus with his mother, on that day, at that time, to these Gentiles, Christ was manifested. It was his epiphany, his manifestation, that he is Lord and Savior, not only of His people Israel, but also a light and a salvation to all of us Gentiles. And today, in His baptism, when He is baptized, when the Son is baptized by the Father and the Holy Spirit, He is manifested, it is shown, it is demonstrated for all creation to see that He is the Son of God. And he is the one who fulfills all righteousness that is he is the one who has come to be your righteousness my righteousness our righteousness so that we can be righteous before God he comes in his baptism not to be baptized just to give us an example not to be baptized because he needed baptism himself. He comes to be baptized so that we can be baptized. He comes to be baptized to take upon himself all that we are and all that we have failed to be so that he can give to us in our baptism all that he is and all that he has accomplished for us. And some of our Confirmants right now are they're doing pretty good some of them are we're working on it but they're working right now on memorizing this little bit of Luther's catechism when it says what does such baptizing with water indicate and indicate is really not it just it just says what is this what's the point of this that we should baptize what does this mean today for your life that you were baptized with water And it says it means for us today that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Now, there are some parts of the catechism which are only going, I mean, There's some bits of the catechism which only really apply in specific circumstances and particular times and places like you shall not steal. I mean, that's not hopefully that's not something that is, you know, on your mind and you need to remind yourself on a daily basis. Okay. But this one right here, this bit that I just read to you and that all of your minds and hearts were immediately grabbing onto and remembering from your glorious days in confirmation class this little piece right here is really out of all of the pieces of the catechism this is the one that speaks to you in no matter what circumstances you are in today tomorrow when you wake up in the morning when you're at work when you're at home when you're in the shower whatever it is this one is speaking to you and this one speaks about your whole life it says What does such baptizing with water indicate? This goes all the way back to your baptism. And then it ends by saying to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. This one takes you from your baptism into forever. And it also tells you what it is that you are really up against right now. It says your and my, our old Adam. That is, that nature within us, that kind of corrupted and deformed way of being that still lives within us, that still is what we are up against right now. Whether you are waking up, going to bed, in the shower, eating dinner, driving to work, whatever it is, he's always with you, and he always wants to have you, and he always wants to make you his own. And it tells you also... It tells you when when it is that we need to be dealing with this situation it says daily daily contrition and repentance be drowned this old Adam should be drowned and die okay so see what right so you shall not murder I mean that's a good one to remember in certain circumstances I suppose okay this one begins to have its relevance for you the moment you are baptized. It stays relevant to you until the moment when you achieve forever. And it speaks to you every single day. Daily, this part of us must die. Daily, a new being is to be coming forth for us. This one embraces all of it, every minute of every day. And the most important question, I mean, when you invite, if if you're going to invite somebody to church, like, why should, well, why should I go to church with you? You might tell them, you might tell them about the wonderful community we have, the nice new building we have. You might tell them about, despite the fact that, no, I won't mention it anyway. I was, (laughs) I promised you I wasn't going to say it despite the fact the thing that we won't mention the pastor is a decent guy once in a while but do you actually would you actually tell them like we need to go to church so that we can be saved so that because you and I we all need to continually be experiencing salvation I mean are you are you saved are you saved that actually is the most important question It's the whole reason we like do this church thing. It's the whole reason we do baptism. Are you saved? Are you confident that when forever becomes today, you will be on the right side of that forever? Because you can get every other question right. And if you get that one wrong, none of it is going to matter. And it should be, and I hope it is for all of us, a question that we can all confidently answer yes. And the scriptures want us to be able to answer yes, because faith, says the scripture, is the assurance of things hoped for. It is the conviction of things that we do not see. The scripture says we shall know that we are of the truth and we shall reassure and have confidence in our heart before God. For whenever our heart condemns us, whenever our internal self tells us and points out to us all the ways that we've failed, God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything and he is rich in mercy and forgiveness. And God so loved the world. And as far as I can tell, you and I are all part of that world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The question of are you saved should be, and it's good to remind ourselves and to re kind of re grab a hold of that confidence. But when were you saved? When were you saved? Were you saved when Jesus was dying on the cross? Of course. Of course you were saved when Jesus was dying on the cross. The scriptures say, since we have been justified by his blood, the pouring out of his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God. Were you saved when God was creating the world? Yes, you were. Yes, we were. It says says in our second reading for today, he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. Were you saved when you were baptized? Yes, of course, then too you were saved. It says in the scripture, we read this on Christmas Day, when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Were you saved? Are you saved? Will you be saved today as you come to the Holy Communion? Absolutely. For where there is the body and blood of Christ, there is the forgiveness of sins. And where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and... Remember it? Salvation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> will you be saved when you die? Is that also a moment of salvation? Indeed it is. When our last hour comes, he will take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. That's what we are praying for when we say, deliver us from evil. Save us from an evil end. Will you be saved at the end of the world? Of course, on the last day, he will raise all the dead and give eternal life to all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. All of these moments and the moments before there were moments before the creation of the world, when Christ was on the cross, when you were baptized, when you come to partake of his body and blood, when you breathe your last and when your body breathes again on the last day, all these are moments of salvation. All of this is what it means to be saved. I was saved, you are being saved, and we will be saved. Which means it all comes down then to today. The fact that we are baptized, the fact that God has chosen you before the foundation of the world, the fact that we we receive Holy Communion, the fact that Jesus died for you, the fact that we will die, the fact that we look forward to the resurrection of the dead, the fact that God has put us into a vocation in God's family and in our family and in our society and in our world, all of this places upon us the urgency of today, daily, Daily, the old must pass away. Daily, the new must come forth. The old Adam in us should, by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires. And a new man, a new creation, a new humanity, should, by faith in Jesus, by faith alone, come forth and emerge and arise in us today and be that life that we will live with God forever. In Jesus' name, amen.